0: We were just talking about the Bengals and then I was like, guys, let's record it and we hit record and no one said
1: anything.
2: <laughs> here we go. Cincinnati Bengals here on our <laughs> right. auto racing vroom vroom show. Yeah.
0: I mean we act like I we know. act like we don't talk about like something random every week, you know? Right right i um. mean speaking of something random they, the the um, the drive to survive boys are i've never watched full swing but i understand that it's the drive to survive of the pga and they're teams up to have a golf tournament in vegas and lando which is it's so random it's so random and so funny and lando i think leaked That he's like I don't think that they were supposed to say who their partners are, but Lando leaked that his is Ricky Fowler, which I is so cute. And you have to imagine they put the orange boys together, right? Right. (laughs) That is so. Speaking of the Bengals, the color orange.
2: (laughs) Right there, we go. Um, Free association. Well, (laughs) turning green is uh, something that is apparently happening because I'll read this to you from. Uh, Stephanie Epstein of Sports Illustrated. Um, if it seems that baseball news is developing slowly, perhaps that's because baseball executives' bowels are moving too quickly. <laughs> More than.
1: I knew where this. Like I knew what the story was. But I did not I was All not right. expecting that turn of phrase, though. <laughs>
2: Oh, Stephanie did a great job here. We'll continue this for Addy, who does not know. More than 30 of the 300 or so officials in attendance have come down with an undetermined stomach ailment at Major League Baseball's annual off-season kickoff event. The GM meetings have become the GI meetings. No!
1: (laughs) That that is, uh, like, just 10 of 10. That is an, like, just an incredible, incredible start.
2: Some executives have spent the week in breakout section, sessions. Others have spent it in outbreak sessions.
1: <laughs> Wait, will we publish
0: this article?
2: Oh or it's my screen. god.
0: Oh my god, props, props. Oh.
2: <sighs> the provenance of the disease is not clear, nor its types At a person in position to know. It could be foodborne illness, in which case it likely originated with Tuesday's lunch buffet, the only common meal among those stricken, or it could be an infectious norovirus. No one has been reported sick since Wednesday morning, which would suggest food poisoning, but some of the people who became sick have reported that they did not eat at the buffet, which might mean the disease is infectious. If more people (laughs) become sick, the league would likely shut down the meetings, which are scheduled to end on Thursday morning, a day early. MLB declined to comment. Uh, this story is taught by this editor's note. More people developed symptoms on Wednesday afternoon, meaning the ailment stems from a virus rather than a foodborne illness. As a result, MLB canceled the remainder of the GM meetings. So,
1: which I guess was only yeah, like half a day or whatever at that point, anyway.
2: Norovirus. Uh, Major no. League Baseball off to a tremendous start to its oh off season.
0: You know, I have to say, I've been sick this week. You can probably hear it in my voice. And although I don't think this would help neurovirus, I think it might be bad on the stomach. I've had more of the cold variety. Um, I thought I had COVID. I tested negative five days in a row. So, and, and then I started to feel better. So I'm like, I don't think it was COVID. Um, right. But today, someone recommended this broth recipe to me that i am going to tell you all because i currently have two mugs of it in front of me and it's changing my life (laughs) four four cups of chicken broth two cups of water bring it to a boil then stir in as much thinly sliced jalapeno as you can manage i could have managed more frankly i wish i had put in more Um, four to six cloves of minced garlic i grated mine because i felt lazy and um what was the other thing oh yeah the juice of one lime this is literally healing me with every sip i would Bring say it, a... it sounds fucking delicious for it's so yeah. it's literally like, so amazing. tasty it's also Why like is an this not on Nationwide. Fish yeah no this is like like, so it would be an incredible basis for like a soup like you could do like some chicken in here you could add some more veggies this is like a total
1: chicken tortilla situation waiting to happen it's
0: so good it's so unbelievably good bring it to a boil add two to three minutes then let it simmer for 15 your life is going to be changed this is amazing
1: that sounds spectacular I think I need to make that just like because
0: for a treat Yeah, literally just for a treat like, I'm having a, this as, like, a salty tea right now. Living, <laughs> laughing, loving.
2: <laughs> I do like the idea of just, like, drinking, drinking broth.
1: Drinking well, broth. Was your... Remember, that was, that was, like, very much a thing for a hot minute where it was, like, mm-hmm. the, the cup, the, like, you know, to-go coffee cups. And broth. And broth. Right. It was, like, such a thing for a brief moment in time.
2: Is that... Is there a football team, a football story, or of some kind where some team did that, like on a cold day instead of uh, Gatorade, like yes! they filled up oh their, my God. their things with? Uh,
1: oh, I don't remember who it was. But hot yes, chicken soup. Absolutely, I do remember that. Incredible. The other incredible. The
2: other uh, football food. Oh, here we go the takeout NFL teams oh, by by friend of uh my my union comrade and former uh union um bargaining team member uh Lillian Stone from the takeout written last year
1: solidarity uh,
2: those mysterious bats on NFL sidelines they're full of chicken broth I'm not a lifelong football fan. I grew up in a baseball family. I like Cracker Jack and seventh inning stretches and leisurely paced athletics, dang it. But I've got a newfound enjoyment of televised sports thanks to pandemic boredom. So I've been keeping up with the old pigskin. As you might have guessed, there's still a lot I don't understand. I've spent many a game poking my boyfriend to ask questions like, What's a doink? Or, Are they going to kill that guy? More recently, I was mystified. a large series of coolers on the sidelines of the Bills game. Coolers that turned out to be full of chicken broth. Um, let's see. Honestly, Turns it's super
1: out... smart when you think about it. <laughs> I Turns
2: totally... out the... I... I'm sorry. I just... Um... Turns out the NFL has a long history with chicken broth. Deadspin writer Jesse Spector pointed me to the 1979 Cotton Bowl Oh Classic. my god! Oh my god! The chicken soup game.
1: Oh my I god! I love, love that you just relearned something you clearly knew. Thanks to the article.
0: They're, right, there's so many things that just happened. It's one finding. It's one being like that sounds familiar. Finding the article, being like, oh my god, my friend wrote this, and then being like, oh my god, I'm a source in this story. Oh.
1: Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, That was incredible.
2: Beautiful. I remember the the conversation now, but yeah, uh, the game took place in Dallas on the day after a terrible ice storm and Joe Montana, who also had the flu, rallied Notre Dame to victory in the second half after eating a bowl of chicken soup at halftime.
0: I mean, I get it.
2: Joe Montana, who
1: continues to be the greatest quarterback of all time.
0: It's crazy how, like, healing chicken soup actually is.
1: Honestly, like everyone's grandma was correct, yeah, and we we all need to just acknowledge that. It's so the thing is, is it's kind of like the uh, this is maybe I know this is not a thing everyone's family does, but it's kind of like the Vicks on your feet thing.
2: Oh, we do that. <laughs>
1: oh, we did we did just Vicks on chest. See, Vicks on the feet is the thing in my family, and I I logically know that there's no real like. A scientific explanation for it but it works so I'm not gonna stop doing it <laughs> not a like there's clearly does, something happening there
2: does that work because like your feet are like dutch ovening you with Vicks
1: maybe maybe because it's always Vicks and socks obviously like you're not you're not just free balling Vicks um.
2: well, unless you really want to ice skate all around your house <laughs>
1: <laughs> right what you want to do That's kind of fun actually yeah that's true um yeah i i think you may be sort of hotboxing yourself <laughs> with this
2: that's uh yeah One I, time I i was... have no <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah not that long ago i will say i was I was at my parents' house, and I had gotten some cold respiratory infection or something, and I was, like, coughing like crazy all night. And I finally managed to fall asleep, and my mother literally comes into my bedroom. And bear in mind, I am, like, 35 at this point. My mother literally comes into my bedroom, puts Vicks on my feet, puts on a pair of socks, <laughs> goes back to bed. And I wake up in the morning, and I'm like remember doing that I'm like and I definitely didn't bring Vicks with me and like I don't if we have any it's in my parents bedroom and I would have had to wake them up to get it like when did this happen and then I go to get coffee and my mom's like yeah did you sleep better after I snuck it and put Vicks on you I'm like okay thanks mom
2: I did but that's really weird yeah a little well, yeah. little weird but thank you <laughs> My
1: mom is My mom, God bless her, uh, has has the the curse of being a very light sleeper. Um, having lived in a long string of houses with bad soundproofing, um, and having a daughter with asthma who's very prone to bronchitis who gets coughs that sound like a dying sea lion. Mm. Um, yeah, rough. Yeah, yeah. My my grandmother used to call me Barky the Seal when I was a kid, because I would, I I still do, (laughs) would get those really awful, like barking, like aggressive chest shattering coughs.
2: (laughs) I, growing up, would cough so hard on the way to school that it would like make me throw up.
1: Yep, yep, yep.
0: Yeah, I've been there.
2: Uh, speaking of throwing up, uh, Charles the uh... The transitions
1: are crazy good today. <laughs> These are spectacular segues, all of
2: them. What? What did we? What did we watch last week? I need a week off. So much happened.
1: So much happened, <sighs> and also nothing happened. Like, Wait, I that's what I was going to say. It's
0: like, and also nothing happened. It was like it was like the first lap well I mean first of all fucking what the fuck with Charles like let's just start there what the fuck and it actually broke my heart the radio the radio it's like the the Uh, fact that he knows that he knows (laughs) why am I so unlucky why am I so fucking unlucky
1: oh baby
0: You know, maybe he reverse jinxed himself. I saw someone saying that. Like, maybe by Charles speaking it out loud, he reverse jinxed it? I'm, like, laughing as I say it because it's, like, the jinx is fucking Ferrari,
1: man. Right, but is he, like, is he, like, (sighs) reverse manifesting? And
2: (laughs) I mean, it's... Everything else has not worked, so why not try addressing it? Straightforward. Uh, that's uh, yeah. Like, dude cannot catch a break. He and...
1: cannot win. Literally, no, he can't. And and the the sort of heartbreaking thing that I had sort of intentionally not thought about until last weekend. So now I get to subject everyone else to it. Is when Ferrari was not like mechanically and strategically fucking themselves up. Season before last? Um,
2: so Charles long ago. Smith,
1: right, so long ago. Charles could beat Max. Yeah. Like, Max is not unbeatable. The car is unbeatable.
0: The car is Which, unbeatable. Adrian yeah. Newey is
1: unbeatable. Yeah. Which is not to say that Max isn't spectacularly talented. Of course he is. But he is, he is not winning every race by 30 seconds, talented.
0: Well, right, and it's like we have, you know, we've talked about this so many times. Everyone has talked about this so many times, but it keeps being true. Like, we have one other talented person in the exact same car, and he's not competing with Max. Right.
2: He's he's not competing with Max, but I think that it is instructive that the, as... Shitty of a, like, by any measure, Checo is having, like, a star-crossed, shitty season since right. the beginning when he, when he racked up a bunch of points. He is Wait, still, I thought. Oh, go ahead. He is still just about locked into second. Right. Like, right. he just needs a couple of points to clinch second over Lois. And, like, well... that's how good this car is. That somebody having a, a season of, like, psychological right. up, upheaval and turmoil right. is A season yeah.
1: that has has engendered all sorts of rumors about, oh my God, he's gonna get fired. He's gonna retire instead of getting fired. like, like it's that level of bad, and he's still gonna come in second. like,
0: okay, i I saw an amazing stat today, um which is that, yes, he remains in p two. He is other than Carlos, the only person other than Max to have won two races. He won two races this year. Um, But Max has been so dominant that Checo is closer in the points to fucking Logan Sargent. Oh, my God.
2: That's insane. That's
1: insane. That's bonkers. So this is a really interesting, like, sort of tale of contrast then right because on the one hand you, you have like okay well so when when ferrari wasn't shooting themselves in the dick constantly and red Bull had not found ways to just absolutely laugh the shit out of every everyone mechanically charles was competitive like charles and max were going at it every week and he and charles was winning a lot of them and He's then a great driver. and then the flip side of it is you've got Checo in the same car who on the one hand is still in P2. Like, he's still going to do really well. On the other hand, he is getting smoked <laughs> by <Yeah>. Max. <laughs> well, let, okay, let's just even talk
0: more about Checo here. So we have the start of the race. Charles goes into the barrier. I literally, I can't even sit with it that long. That was, it was straight up heartbreaking. I was really sad. Um, and then we have that mega crash between K-Mag and Albon tire flying tire takes out ricardo like oscar but both of the australians get fucked in the process by no fault of their own yeah um like half of these cars go out gets red flagged and then once the race restarts it was like nothing happened for like 69 laps like it was just right. like okay like there was that like, was one woman, things, and then nothing and then nothing and there was that, like, one moment when Lando, like, went for it and tried to overtake Max. And Max was like, okay, honey. Max
1: like, <laughs> was like, oh, that's adorable. No. He was like,
0: that's so cute. <laughs> um, then nothing happens. And then the last goddamn lap was one of the most exciting bananas. things I have seen in Formula One this year with Checo
1: and Alonso racing. It was great. It, yeah. Fantastic. Like that's what you watch races for is, is like incredible. Life. It was incredible. I
0: had full body chills, absolute photo finish. It was beautiful. Which leads me to my take. Um, Alonzo vehemently denied this rumor and said there will be consequences for spreading it. Okay. Consequences. Bring it, <laughs> oh. buddy. Um Alonzo in the second Red Bull seat? mark how would we feel about that I, I love
1: it i am all for it because i think he and max together would be so goddamn funny
0: it would be hilarious
1: because like uh, Alonzo would want to murder max in about 43 seconds someone, someone would die someone would die and it will be the best drive to survive season ever oh <laughs> like it will be spectacular well, and it was just really, like,
0: it was genuinely so, you know, it was so impressive to me to see Alonso actually fight Checo. Like, like we've just been discussing. Like, that car is so good. And Alonso is just so talented that he, right. like, he beat a Red
1: Bull in the Aston Martin. Right, right. which is not good. Not good. Like I think we can acknowledge that, that it's not a great car.
2: It it was uh, a good day for them because Lance Stroll <laughs> uh, managed to get fifth place. <laughs> Lance
0: Lance P three in quali. Like yeah. what? I think it would have held because it got red flagged and ended early, right? So several of them didn't actually do their last lap. Like I don't think it right could have held on to P3. Oh, but to no. Finish no. P5? Right. Also, let's discuss when he, when Lance overtook Lewis and when
1: Yuki overtook
0: Lewis in right. the sprint race, I think. Yeah, I think so. Um and then let's also just discuss that uh, like ha- like a quarter of the field gets knocked out and
1: Logan still can't get points God, like, like buddy you only had to make up five places like he finished 11th it, it, he, did cu- he did get close he did get close I'll give him you that close. and, then, you and it only that took ladder. five cars to get knocked
2: out <laughs> You know, uh, progress is progress. I love Second so best much. finish of the season.
1: As as much shit as I talk, I I am getting a what the fuck is a kilometer friendship bracelet in the mail literally today.
0: So. Oh my god, yes, yes. Now yes. this is the thing I have to say. You know, <laughs> I, was thinking, I was thinking back to the kindergarten boards at the start of the season. Yes. Um, which like. I, in a lot of ways, we were right about everyone. We were like, we love Charles. We love Yuki. Um, who did we... Ha- we really hated... Um...
2: We really did not like Nick DeVries.
0: Oh, we
1: didn't like Nick DeVries. We, we were so mean to Nick DeVries.
0: DeVries. <laughs> no, Sorry. I feel, yeah, we were I right feel, about
1: that, too. Right, I feel slightly bad about that now, but, like, you know. I
0: don't. I don't feel bad about that. He's fine. He's <laughs> fine. fine. He's fine. Um, but... The one, but we were really mean about Logan. And I think we were right to be like, we were like, fuck this Florida guy. Like, cause I remember he wrote on his board, um, I drive for USA or something like that. (laughs) I like drive for America. Oh my God. And we were like, fuck this guy. But I gotta say like, I I think from beginning to end of season, I was always kind of like, you you guys know, I'm like a a very like, i like can't help it i i have like this thing for max and i kind of have always felt that from the start like he's just a he's just a fucking winner and i love it and i think he's funny and i you know i kind of felt that from the start but logan i was like fuck this guy like i want nothing to do with him (laughs) and i truly am ending the season being like straight up logan Sargent is one of my favorite characters in formula one
1: he's look we needed a florida man okay like that's really what this comes down to we we needed florida man energy it's too much european shit happening 100 percent. and right
0: right right that's kind of what i was gonna say too like you know i was so like disgusting like drive for usa sure buddy but i actually understand more now like but that's a big deal. Like, we have not had an American score points in 30 years. Like, there are not, there's not really an American foothold in this sport. And despite the fact that we have three races. Um, and, you know, I, like, I understand that, I kind of like that he's like, yeah. Like, he kind of seems to recognize that, that there's this, um, that, that, that it's a big deal. And I think that it makes it so much funnier that he's bad. Like, it's so, it's so perfect.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know what? We deserve that. That's fine. He's exactly what we deserve. He's
0: exactly what we deserve. I I hope he finishes the season with one point.
1: (laughs) The funny thing with him is that it's like, I feel like he's so demonstrates like the difference between Europeans and Americans, even when they're rich, because like, right. Logan Sargent comes from ridiculous amounts of money, right? Like, his grandfather's a fucking oil baron. Like, insane amounts of money. And he's yeah. still a fucking Florida man. Like, it does not matter. Right. You still put him next to George Russell, who has a, fr- <laughs> a fraction of his right. Body, right? <laughs> right, right. You put Logan next to George Russell. What? like come on
2: come on you put logan next British. to he's so fucking english like it's a force multiplier on like hoity-toityness right. <laughs> hey jesse do you
0: have you don't have to find it right now we could do this after the last race but do you still have like the rankings that we made of everyone
2: I'm sure I do somewhere. Oh, my God. We have
0: pictures at least somewhere? We should do – when the season ends, we should do an episode and go back and look at all of our notes. Because I don't
1: remember what <laughs> I said day. about
0: George Russell, who obviously I've had a real journey with.
1: Yeah, that has been an experience for you.
0: Oh, my God. I – um, yeah, I think that, that like – I think, honestly, the thing that's been funny is overall – I think I've really fallen in love with every driver in a certain way. And, and I don't want every single one of them to win, but it is so fun. They, I genuinely feel like they all bring something so important as a character to the story of Formula One. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to miss them. And
1: I think even if the ones that I don't like as much... Like, there's a certain weird, like, familial fondness where you're like, right. you're kind of an idiot, but like, ah, Like Lance Stroll. Like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, Good fuck for you, buddy. you all, got but like,
2: place. <laughs>
1: but we need him. Right. 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 The Lance Stroll of it all is very important. Right. 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 I
2: I gotta say my most disappointing driver this year, and, and this is not something that I, I don't want to do it as a slam, it's just like, I'm just disappointed that he hasn't factored in more is Valtteri Bottas. Uh, yeah. Like, he's just, yeah. got constant <laughs> DNFs and the car sucks. Alfa yeah. oh, like, Romeo is
1: just hot
2: garbage.
0: Alfa yeah, Romeo is horrible. <clears throat> horrible. Yeah, I think we ranked Valtteri really high. Yeah, he, and we, he's we, delightful. delightful. He's delightful. I love him and his, like, unproblematic bicycling girlfriend. Like, right? but
2: This it, it's taco helmet from Mexico. Like... <laughs>
0: yes. Yeah. But he's just kind of given us nothing. And it's. I don't think it's
1: his fault, really. I think it's the car. No. Yeah, like I said, that that car is just hot. Just an absolute hot mess. That car is, yeah, like, the, all of the things The other things one not that... doing anything either. Well, right. It's, like, that... The Alfa Romeo was, like, all of the, the shitty things about the Ferrari than with none of the good parts about the ferrari like it's oh let's take the thing that is screwing ferrari put it in another car that is bad on every other level and And see what happens Send
0: these boys out there i i have to say um going back and watching drive to survive really gave me a lot of respect for valtteri like You know, understanding what he did at Mercedes how talented he was in the good car Mm -hmm. Um, and I have never stopped thinking about I think it was when he won the Russian Grand Prix I don't remember what year but there's this iconic moment in Drive to Survive the whole episode is about him being in Lewis's shadow and he wins this race and he says to all my haters to whom it may concern fuck you
2: Beautiful, just
1: a what a fucking legend,
0: right? Ice fucking cold. I want it on a t-shirt. Like it's so unbelievable. It's so good, like it's so good. good. And and I wish we had that as a character still. Like it really is sad that it's just like oh, there's Valtari in seventeenth place, right?
2: I think that this is a problem that's or an issue. I don't know if it's a full fledged problem, but it's something to keep an eye on, and it's something that's in nascar too which is that as the development of drivers becomes so like you're in this from a young age and you see this in in even like basketball Mm. um like you're in this development system from such a young age that by the time you get to the top level like your personality has just been Drained.
1: Um, Right. You've had no time to do literally anything else at any point in your life. Yeah.
2: I mean, look at Max. Look at, you know, Kyle Larson in NASCAR is a fabulous driver, but, um, you know, he's probably the best driver in NASCAR, but an absolute blank slate of a person other than that time that he said a racial slur on the iRacing (laughs)
1: screen. Right. (laughs) And I think it's probably amplified even more in formula 1 because they start karting so young. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not a team sport. So they're not getting any of that sort of like social time or whatever that you would get like
2: mm. like playing,
1: playing, you know, travel baseball or like AAU basketball or whatever. Um and you're like having to travel around and your family's having to like make all these huge sacrifices cuz it costs so much money. And it's just, like, it does become truly your whole life so young. It's, like, hockey that way, And that, like, you're getting oh, shipped yeah. off to, you know, juniors to live in some random person's house when you're 12 or whatever.
0: Well, and I think, like, <clears throat> when I was at Coda, and there was, there's been that, like, meme trend of doing the, like, high school pictures, like the 90s high school pics and all these mm-hmm. kids did them, and at the driver appearances, they put um, up some of the pictures and they asked Charles and Carlos, they were like, were you guys like this in high school? And Carlos goes, I didn't really go to school. Right? He was like, he was like I like, really was basically karting and driving my entire school right. career
2: buddy it shows
1: honey yeah we can tell we know know, baby it's all right it's all right
0: yeah a hundred percent no and it is you know obviously to be a professional athlete in any sport requires a certain mindset and dedication and family investment and you know it's true with baseball as well. Like you have these kids who are getting funneled into these travel baseball systems, getting Tommy John in high school. Like really it is like, if you want your kid to be a pro in anything, they start at age three. It's true for right. Olympians. It's true for, you know, but you're so right, Brit, that it's like, there is, another level with Formula One when you're in a car by yourself, you're not on a team, you're, you can be on a quote-unquote team, but it's not a team sport in the same way. Right. And you're traveling so very much. You don't have home games, you know, every once in a while. I mean, you ha- maybe, but like, it's not the same.
1: Rarely though, yeah. And I
0: think that it's like, it, what, it, what has been so interesting is that the uniting factor of all of these personalities, except maybe Lance? Um, I but Lance in his own way is that like you have to be so? I'm trying to think of a word that's like not derogatory. You have to be so.
2: Dialed I don't in. Know, I, I,
0: I can't even think of another word. Like these guys are like psychopaths on some level. Like that's no, you, uniting you, Because because, also that your life is on the line every time you go out.
1: Right. Right. You have to, to be able to do it at all, you have to have turned off a huge part of your, like, humanity on some level to have survived it. Because on the one hand, you're not getting that sort of normal social development and stuff that you would, um, had you had... A more normal upbringing. And then, yeah, you're putting yourself in these positions where you're potentially going to die at any moment all of the time. You can't be normal and do that. <laughs> like, human think, brains don't work like that.
2: Yeah, there's there's even a, a big difference there between racing and other sports with uh, death risk. I mean, you talk about... This was on that that Bengals-Bills game on Sunday night um, because it was the same matchup and DeMar Hamlin was going to have his um, interview the next day on the Today Show and he was there and all that. And the thing – there was one point during the game where Chris Collinsworth was saying, like, in all the years that I played, I never thought about dying. Like, you think about how you can get hurt and you know even paralyzed but like a thing that football players don't think about is that you could actually die doing that right so there's there's the the two differences there which is one while that risk is there football players don't think about it but also football players all have that risk together 22 of them on the field at any time and like you or any of your teammates Could potentially die whereas if you're on a race team the
1: only one who has a real
2: (laughs) like yes a pit crew member could get run over by a car have a tire knock him out or some kind of crazy thing happen but the one who is really taking the risk of death is the driver
1: right the one guy (laughs)
0: yeah yeah and, and and it's you know we talked about this with charles that part of the, the, the whole thing with him is that there seems to be that a little bit of a, that sense that he has of his own mortality that you can feel in some way. And, you know, I think it's like, that's, that's also, I think, what, right, it's, like what, it's what unites these drivers. You know, there's obviously a, a range of awareness about that, but, you know, it's clear that it takes such a specific unique kind of personality and then and then here's the other thing right like there are hundreds and hundreds of professional you know football players baseball players basketball players there are 20 of these guys like right. the competition for these seats is so extreme and, and these were all things that I didn't understand obviously before we really kind of went on this journey collectively thank you to our guide Brit and <laughs> and it's it's it contributes to the energy
1: of this sport that is so unique one, yeah, one interesting thing, I think, um, is that it is it's striking to me that Charles sort of is the one that stands out as like, yeah, being a little more kind of human that way, like a little more aware mm-hmm. of the stakes of things. He's also the only one who, like, Genuinely has someone he calls his best friend on the grid. Like, Charles Charles and Pierre's friendship is not like a lot of them are friends, right? Because they grew up carting together and stuff. And the broadcasters Mm -hmm. have talked a lot about how, like, this generation is very different because they are friendly. And there are so many of them are sort of the same age and they came up together and everything. But, like, Charles and Pierre very forthrightly will be like, yeah, he's my best friend.
0: It's so cute. It's you know, adorable. Is- it's
1: adorable, and I love them. But like, I think it's interesting that those things overlap. That like, the the one who seems more aware of his mortality and his humanity that way is also the one who has an actual best friend.
0: There, you know, Pierre is actually another person that I feel like. Uh, half the time three quarters of the time i'm like who like he's been
1: nowhere this year yeah that the alpine has not been good and he has yeah that's some sucked. bad luck and
0: yeah yeah so here's my hot take i think chuck keeping his job but i don't think he's keeping it all year next year
1: really okay
2: wow Okay, how do you see that playing out?
0: I think, so, I mean, look, Red Bull, Red Bull said a million times, like, we're not firing Nick DeVries, like, you don't have to believe anything that comes out of their mouth, right? Right. But I think it is very likely that Checo does lock up P2. I mean, I might laugh at this in a couple weeks, but he would have to basically, like, DNF and have Hamilton score really well. Because the the disqualification for Hamilton, I think, kind of fucked that possibility in a lot of ways. Right. Um. So, you know, I think it is likely that he locks it up. Most of the reporting has been that he keeps his job if he locks it up. And they've stood behind him publicly. Um. And he's had pretty good races lately. Like, he's not really... I mean, he obviously fucking embarrassed himself in
1: Mexico, but,
0: right. you know, he, he He's, he's had,
1: gotten his shit together a little bit, though.
0: He's gotten his shit yeah. together a little bit. We'll see what happens in Vegas and, and in Abu Dhabi, but um, I just think he's going to lock it up, and I think it's like that was the deal. I, but I think we can all energetically feel... It doesn't really feel like P two, right? It's been so chaotic, so crazy. There's been so much like drama with him that that I think he I think that he will still be on the chopping block. Ricardo has looked pretty good, dude. Like he was down that yeah. he was down a lap,
2: yeah. But
0: he has looked good. He took that Alfatari and placed it p4 in quali and i think he ended up p5 or p6 in a grand prix like no one has touched that
1: right i yuki mean you i was just gonna say you compare that to what yuki's done
0: i genuinely think that yuki is a talented driver yeah, i think Nick absolutely a talented driver but that one Liam moment,
2: Lawson too.
0: Liam Lawson, very talented driver. Liam Lawson did great. He was getting like P11, and we were like, go, baby, go. Like, you're looking good out there. But it was so clear to me in that one moment that Daniel Ricciardo still got it, right? I
1: think Mm -hmm. people wrote him off a little bit. Like, I think when he— I wrote him off a little bit. I think when he struggled at McLaren, and Lando did really well— that it seemed like mm, he's yeah, he's lost his stuff. He just doesn't have it anymore. And I think it it is just sort of an interesting reminder that like one, they're human. So mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. is there is that psychi- psychological element to it that like And psychiatric. And psychiatric. <laughs> yeah. That like if it's a situation where they're not particularly happy that like yeah that's good that just isn't the right fit for them or whatever. That like yeah right. that's, that's gonna that's gonna impact performance. But also that these cars are so complicated and the, the margin of error and the degree to which they are fine tuning them is so minute that there really can be a major difference from one car to the other. And if yeah. a car is just not a good fit for a given driver, like if it just doesn't jive with them for whatever reason, like there's kind of no coming back from that. Short of like just making huge upgrades and mechanical changes and stuff, but like.
0: Let's mm-hmm. also remember that despite the fact that sure, of course, McLaren was a disaster for Daniel Ricardo. Daniel Ricardo is the last person to win a race in a goddamn McLaren.
1: Fair point, fair point.
2: Yeah. That was
1: that Monzo one too, wasn't it?
0: I think so, yeah. So
1: Oscar I
2: think it's did very much like,
0: sorry, what was that, Jesse?
2: We'll give Oscar his sprint props. Oh,
0: well, uh, yeah. right. I'm sorry. He might be. love you. Okay. Love him. Let's come back to Oscar because he's had a rough couple weeks, but it's not been his fault. It um, has not been yeah. his fault. God bless. It has not been his fault. Um, so I think that, I think that Checo starts next year in the Red Bull. And actually, McLaren is, um, I think it's perfect that we've brought McLaren into this conversation. I think McLaren is going to give Red Bull a run for its fucking money next year. Not necessarily for the Drivers' Championship, but I think for the Constructors' Championship. What Oscar and Lando have been able to put together over the course of the second half of the season, can you you imagine if
1: they did that for a year? Well, because I think Oscar and Lando, as a pair, Neither of them are going to catch backs, obviously, because whatever. But I think, right. as, as a pair, I think they are probably as well positioned or better than any team from a constructor's perspective. Like the two of them are totally capable of winning a race on any given day. And uh, yes. like I would, I would take them head, I mean, I feel like they're pretty equivalent to like Charles and Carlos. And I trust McLaren to figure the car, out the mechanics and the strategy. Is better, right. right? I think that I they think are right. comparable as a as
0: a team, and the car is better.
2: I think the other thing that's important is that they are both good fits at McLaren and with yes, that car. I, and I think that right. like such a story of this year is not just that Max is such a super driver and that the RB7 is such a super car. It is. He is the perfect driver for that car. That car is the perfect car for him and that team and him are perfect for each other. Like he is right. He would not thrive at Ferrari. No. Like, he, oh, would, well, he'd,
1: he'd murder he would He would get traffic
2: by the end of the first day. Yeah.
1: Right. <laughs> and I think it's also a really good example of like to an extent there is an advantage of having somebody who is your obvious number 1 driver because you're going to design the car for them that And, like, whoever else can Mm -hmm. deal with it. But, like, that dude is your priority, so you're going to do whatever you need to do to make him successful. And I think, to an extent, I think maybe some other teams lose out on that because they waffle, they don't have one guy who is really the one, and so they're not engineering for one style and one person, and they kind of end up caught in between sometimes.
2: I think that makes McLaren particularly interesting because Oscar and Lando are similar enough right. that they can design the card for like sort of a midpoint of them. And right. then and the be two pretty of them close, are, Yeah, and then the two of them can really compete. And I think that they can have a healthy competition between each other to sort of be like, well, which one of us is the number one? And Lando's yeah. like, well, obviously I, it's me.
1: Yeah, And
2: I Oscar's think they're like, both... not so fast.
1: <laughs> no, not so fast. I think they both have the personality for it. Like, I don't think it's going to... They're both super competitive, but I think, Oscar... I think Oscar... Oscar is so chill that Lando gets all head up and he's like, whatever.
0: Right. I think that I think that Lando can be like, I'm number one. And Oscar's like, okay, buddy. Like, I, w- I want to race, though. Like,
1: <laughs> right. sure,
0: Right. right. Um, okay, I have to talk to Congratulations on some...
2: being our opening day starter. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I have to talk to some journalism students, but I just want to say I love you guys. I love Formula One. This has brought so much into my life. Like, I'm so, like, what a fucking treat. Um, And I have to say I'm, like, mourning the end of the season, but I did hear someone point out, like, we get, the season ends in late November. Then we get Drive to Survive, which basically will hold us over. And then it's testing time so
1: there's there's so little time off compared to other sports
0: i love that i love that okay i love you guys beep beep baby
2: beep beep vroom vroom